You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. They have literally thousands of low-priced goods with their house brand, 365 by Whole Foods Market, while at happy prices, limited-time seasonal flavors, and all the quality you expect, like no high-fructose corn syrup or over 300 other ingredients banned from all the food they sell. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hello, and welcome back to another weekly edition of the Money Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Adams. It's so great to have you with me. My mission for the show is to teach and inspire you to live rich and love the journey. I get a lot of questions from readers and listeners that help me decide what content to bring you guys each week. So please continue to let me know what topics you want to learn about. You can reach me on my contact page at lauradadams.com or by posting a question or comment in my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation to the group, just text the word dollars to the number 33444. You probably know that maintaining good credit is a fundamental part of having a healthy financial life. But there are some pitfalls that can hurt your credit and upset your finances if you're not careful or aware of them. So this show is for you if you want to learn more about how to build or maintain excellent credit for life. It's a really important topic because having poor credit is expensive and means you'll have trouble getting a loan or mortgage. You'll pay more for insurance. You're likely to get turned down to rent an apartment or home you'll be denied certain government benefits, and you could miss out on job opportunities that require a credit check. In this podcast, I'll cover seven credit traps to watch out for, and I'll weave in some listener questions I've received that are on topic. As always, don't worry about taking notes because I always post the transcript for each show on the Money Girl page at quickanddirtytips.com. This is episode number 426 called Seven Credit Score Traps You Should Avoid. And after each show, I've been sending out an email with a summary and a link to the article and audio file. So be sure to sign up for my email updates. It's easy. Just text the phrase, get updates, to the number 33444. Again, that's get updates with no space to the number 33444. All right, are you ready to talk about credit? I've got a lot to cover. We're going to go over seven situations or what I'm calling credit traps that I want you to be aware of so they don't come between you and a great credit score. Credit trap number one, getting talked into a retail store credit card. A Money Girl podcast listener named Rianne says, I was recently kind of tricked into getting a retail store credit card because the clerk never mentioned the word credit. I closed the account as soon as I got home, but I'm really stressed out about it. Will I still owe money on the account? 
Thanks, Rianne. Signing up for a retail card at checkout is one of the most common credit traps that I hear about. You know the drill. We've all heard the enticing question, would you like to save 20% on your purchases today? There are pros and cons to retail store cards to consider before you make a split-second decision that may not be in your best interest. A couple of major advantages you typically get with a store card are rewards. So these are discounts, coupons, cashback, special promotions, or even free shipping. And the opportunity to build credit. When you use the card responsibly, of course. I have a retail credit card with a store where I shop frequently, and I have to say, it saves me a lot of money. But there are disadvantages, and they include having a new spending temptation to use all those great rewards. The cards usually come with low credit limits, high interest rates, and you get a ding to your credit for making a new application. Hard credit inquiries stay on your credit report for up to two years. That means they can hurt your ability to qualify for other accounts you may want, like a car loan or a mortgage, or cause you to pay higher interest rates for them. Rianne asked if her canceled store card would cost her more money. Once she pays off the balance, no more interest will be charged and the account will be dead. But even though she closed the account, it will remain on her credit report for up to 10 years. Canceling a credit card, even immediately after you get it, doesn't make it disappear from your credit history. Credit trap number two, keeping a credit card balance. Many people are confused about how a credit card can be a powerful tool to improve your personal finances. They mistakenly believe that you have to carry a balance from month to month and pay interest in order to bill credit. Nothing could be further from the truth. Paying your credit card bill in full every month builds credit the same way as paying just the minimum balance. You don't get more credit for paying off your entire balance, but you certainly do save a lot of interest. So that's why I strongly recommend that you pay off your credit card bills in full every month so you get a double benefit. You pay no interest and you build credit at the same time. When you follow this rule, having a high interest rate on a card doesn't even matter because you'll never get stuck paying it. Credit trap number three, having a high credit utilization ratio. Your credit utilization ratio is a major factor in your credit scores, but too few people understand it or use it strategically. The ratio is a simple formula that divides your outstanding balance on a revolving account, such as a credit card or a line of credit, by your credit limit on the account. For instance, if you owe $500 on a credit card and have a $1,000 credit limit, you have a 50% credit utilization. That's figured by taking $500, that's your balance, and dividing it by your credit limit of 1,000, which gives you 0.5 or 50%. Your ratio tells potential lenders and merchants how much credit you're using. The lower your ratio, the better. Low utilization says you're using credit responsibly. And high utilization says you're maxed out and could even be close to missing a payment. A good rule of thumb is to never exceed 20 to 25% of your limit on any credit account, even if you pay off high balances every month. To learn more, listen to episode number 270 called Credit Utilization, What It Means for Your Credit Score, 
And while that's probably not still in the iTunes archive, you can hear that show by going to the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Okay, moving on to credit trap number four, being an authorized user on a delinquent account. A credit card authorized user is someone a card owner adds to his or her account. The user has permission to have a card and make charges, but is not responsible for any amount of debt on the account. Becoming an authorized user is generally a great strategy for building credit because the card's activity shows up on your credit report as long as the card company reports it to the credit bureaus. However, being an authorized user can backfire and it can be a huge credit trap if the primary cardholder doesn't make payments on time. Anything negative that appears on your credit file, even if you don't own the account, will hurt your credit if you don't take quick action. So never allow a cardholder's negative history to also drag down your credit as an authorized user. To protect yourself, you want to review your credit report on a regular basis. Watch out for red flags such as late payments and high balances. You can contact the card company and ask to be removed as a user on the account. You can also dispute the user account with each of the credit bureaus that reports the negative information on your credit report. How it's resolved will depend on the law in the state where you live and whether you're married to the card owner. To learn more, listen to episode number 419 called Credit Card Authorized Users, How to Avoid Getting Burned. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me, this spring is pretty rough on allergies. Sometimes you just don't even want to go outside. But luckily for those that live with the symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in one pill that relieve your symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It's a double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, sinus congestion, and pressure with ease. Claritin D starts working fast, like as little as 30 minutes, and it's non-drowsy relief, so you still make the most of the day. If you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. You can find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. You want to ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. All right, back to credit trap number five. Not paying medical bills. Medical bills are the most common kind of past due debt. They show up as bad marks on the credit reports of one in five U.S. adults. 
But many people mistakenly believe that past due medical bills don't count against you or cause problems for your credit. That's absolutely not true. When a doctor, dentist, or hospital turns your account over to a collections agency, it hurts your credit just like any other collection account. However, recent regulatory changes require national credit bureaus to wait 180 days before adding past due medical debt to your credit report. That gives you more time to navigate the complex world of medical billing and health insurance. In addition, FICO, one of the most well-known credit scoring companies, introduced a new scoring model called FICO 9. This version gives less weight to unpaid medical collection accounts. Lenders don't have to use it, but it's certainly a step in the right direction for consumers. A podcast listener named Erica says, I have health insurance through work, and my domestic partner is covered under my policy. He had surgery in April, but is behind on paying for it. If the medical bills are in his name only, can it still affect my credit? This is a great question, Erica. Medical bills that are not in your name won't affect your credit, even if you share the same insurance. That's because you owe money to the hospital or doctor, not the insurance company. However, when you're married and live in a community property state, both spouses are equally responsible for debt created during a marriage. I covered more about this topic and listed all the community property states in last week's podcast, which is episode number 425, called The Truth About Debt and Death. Credit Trap Number 6, Avoiding Credit Accounts. I received an iTunes podcast review that criticized my recommendation to use credit cards to build good credit. The reviewer said, A recent episode suggested owning two credit cards. How is that good advice to live a richer life? Someone's goal should not be to have a good credit score. It should be to not need a credit score. The show he or she is referring to is episode number 408 called How Many Credit Cards Should You Have for Good Credit? In the show, I answer a question about why a card company could unexpectedly close your account, how that affects your credit, and how to use cards strategically. No matter if you agree with the credit system in the United States or not, having poor credit is expensive and it will affect your quality of life. That's why your goal should be to have a great credit score. As I mentioned at the beginning of this show, your credit affects whether you can get a car loan or mortgage and how much that'll cost you. For instance, paying a 5% interest rate instead of a 4% interest rate for a $200,000 30-year mortgage will cost you an extra $45,000 in interest. And a recent insurance quote study found that having poor credit causes you to pay twice as much for home insurance on average than when you have excellent credit. Even having median credit costs you an additional 32% nationwide. They also studied the effect of credit on auto insurance and found similar results. Poor credit causes your auto policy to rise 91% on average, and median credit bumps your rate 24% on average. I covered a lot more about this topic in podcast number 415 called The Truth About Credit and Insurance Rates. And the last credit trap, number seven, not having an emergency fund. 
A podcast listener named Tomesa says, I enjoy your podcast and being a part of your Dominate Your Dollars Facebook group. My goal is to become a homeowner, but my credit is terrible due to a divorce. I had to stop paying my credit cards and they went into collections. But I'm earning more money now and have paid off or settled all of the balances. I have several unsecured cards and one secured card that I pay off in full every month. What else can I do to improve my credit and how long will it take? Tamesa, thanks so much for being a loyal listener and part of the Dominate Your Dollars Facebook group. You didn't mention if you had a financial safety net or not prior to your divorce. Many times we fall into the trap of using credit cards as a substitute for emergency savings because we're just not prepared financially for a crisis. It's great to have credit as a fallback. But racking up interest is expensive, and not keeping up with minimum payments can ruin your credit, as you've seen. I'm glad that you've cleaned up your debt and will have a better financial future. How long it takes to bounce back from poor credit depends on many factors, such as whether you declare bankruptcy, how good your credit was to begin with, and if you make any additional late payments. Accounts that go into collections remain on your credit history for seven years. However, Recent good credit behavior, such as making payments on time and keeping a low utilization ratio, begin to overshadow a negative history over time. I can't say exactly when Tamesa's credit scores will trend up, but if she shows responsible behavior and payment patterns, she should see positive movement within 18 to 24 months. So to make sure you keep healthy finances, be sure to build up your emergency fund and review your credit reports on a regular basis. You can get a free report every 12 months from each of the three nationwide credit bureaus at annualcreditreport.com. A big thanks to Rianne, Erica, and Tamesa. I hope the tips and advice in this show will help you maintain excellent credit and have a healthy financial life so you live rich and always love the journey. If you're looking for resources and tools that I recommend for just about every area of your financial life, check out my tools page at lauradadams.com. You'll find over 40 of the best products and services that will help you earn more, save more, be more productive, and accomplish a lot more with your money. Thank you to everyone who submitted show reviews in iTunes. That helps the podcast get visibility so new listeners can find it, and I can help more people get the financial information they need. So if you're getting value from the show and you're enjoying it, please take a moment to submit a quick five-star review in iTunes. I'm so glad you're listening. I'll talk to you next week. That's all for now. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success 
and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.